Right, well, hello and welcome to the first live stream question and answer session from the Bankies during lockdown. Tonight I'm joined by the backroom team, Assistant Manager Gary McMenamin and first team coaches Drew Marshall and Kirk Forbes. Thanks for joining us, lads. How are we Hi, doing in these times? Good, David. All right, Hi, how are we doing? Uh, Gaz, I'll start with you, if that's all right. How have yeah. we been adapting and working as a squad during this lockdown? Um, everybody's been different because some of the boys are still working and... Um, I know the boys are still out doing their bit running, keeping themselves ticking over. We had a Zoom call with the players. Kirk had done a quiz with the players on Zoom. So we've still been interacting with everybody and keeping in touch, trying to make sure everybody's okay and coping and things like that. So we are, David. Good stuff. Well, Drew, this one's from Bill. Um, with the extended shutdown now into six weeks, how long do you think it'll be realistically take to get the, the team fighting fit? Uh, it's, it's probably a difficult one because it'll be a, it'll be a testing time because it'll be a long time since we've played. Um, I reckon probably maybe in the region of about three weeks, three to four weeks. I would reckon probably, depending on how things go with the lockdown, you're probably talking maybe mid, mid-June, hopefully we'll maybe be able to start. Uh, if you say four weeks, that takes you up to mid-July and then hopefully... By that time, you might be able to play games. So maybe a couple of weeks of friendlies, um, and then you could be ready to go for the end of end of July. Ideal. Well, this is a question for again Gary um, from Steve Latimer. Um, obviously, it is a bit early, and we've got a lot going going on just now. But how is the, the squad shaping up for next season so far? We've been busy um, since the lockdown started, really. Um, speaking to players, trying to get our thoughts on the way we want to play for next season. Um, we're, most of the squad were on two-year deals anyway, so that helped us out, actually. Um, we keep the nucleus of that, and hopefully the players that we do bring in uh, help the way we want to play, that the Bankies fans will be hopefully coming streaming back through the gates. You mentioned that that sort of playing style. How different do you think that will be from, from what we've seen this this season so far? See, the surface at home park, I'm not saying we've got to be the best passing team in the world, but on that surface, we want to pass the ball. It's not always possible, but uh, that's the style we've been used to. So that's what we'll be aiming to get across to the boys. And to be fair to the players this year, they did. They, I thought they improved a lot since we came in on that. Um, they all listen. They're all wanting to learn, which is good. So hopefully the boys that we do bring in will help that as well. well I'll turn to you, Kirky, just now. Um, this is this one from Ryan Murray. Um, what are the expectations of the management uh, the management team and what are the interim slash long-term goals? Um, I think immediate thing... Right now, for the first six weeks leading up to pre-season, is basically sorting the squad out. You know, obviously, this situation, it's not ideal, no, but being able to see our squad first and foremost and speak to our boys. So I think over the next three or four days, certainly over the next week, the gaffer um, will have Zoom, Zoom chats with the current squad and, and update them. Obviously, there's some out of contract and there's some in two-year deals. Um, and and that will happen probably over the next week or so. Um, obviously, we can't say too much in here, but you know, we between the four of us, we've evaluated the squad. So, 
first and foremost, we need to be fair to the squad that we've, we've currently got and the boys that we've currently signed to your deals, um, and they'll everyone um, will have their say with the gaffer. Um, in terms of long term, then we need to build a team. Come no matter what, whenever pre-season may be, may be build a team that's um, as Gaz said is ready to compete and go and challenge. I think not just our four as as our management. I think everyone's expectations um, is to go and basically challenge this season, and not just for this season. To be fair, to the next two or three years, or how long maybe we be in charge, or whether we're not here, Clybank have got to go and challenge. I think. I think they've had that that a lull period. So our goal was to put an exciting team in the park. Um, as Gaz says, it's not always easy when we'll get things wrong, but um, we need to short-term sort out our current squad, which we're, which we're in the process of doing. Bringing in, as all, as all teams will, bring in a calibre player that we think we can that we can work with and, we, and in terms of not just characters for Clyde Bank, for the changing room, um, the gaffer's big in that and the style we want to play. And sort of long-term goal is, is challenging and at, the, at the right end of the table. This was something that, that obviously Moss spoke about at the, at the supporters meeting a couple of months ago, but how have you guys, um, that's, again, this will probably for, be for Kaki, how have you found the, the dy- dynamic and, and how does that work? Uh, well, listen, I think from the forefront, fans will probably look and say they're quite a tight, quite a tight four, quite a tight five, we stick. Um, it's probably quite quite a unique situation, you know, the fact that guys in the gathering, they were always going to be a pair, probably, no matter whether me and Drew were involved at all, you know, it's been well documented, the gaffer said at the time they're their best mates, but, you know, probably what a lot of people don't know is me and Drew are best mates, me and Drew go way back from my amateur days, Drew was a scout at Rossville, um, and that's how he's, he became part of that, so it's quite unique that there's, you know, there's four of us, sort of two sets of best mates, but four, but I, I think people would be naive to think that it's all plain sailing and we agree on everything and ultimately the gaffer gets a decision on what he decides. <laughs> we challenge each other and we demand for each other. Um, it's not all roses and that's what it's got to be. You know, Gaffer's brilliant at opening stuff up. Um, yeah, we made a decision, but you know, we challenged him because Gaz is his best mate, doesn't he challenge him? You know, I'll challenge Gaz, Gaz will challenge Drew and, some things we don't agree on. Um, that's the way it goes. Um, Stig's obviously situation's a bit unique because none of us are goalkeeping coaches, so we need to align his expertise and his experience with that. Um, I always find goalkeeping coaches quite a unique situation and they're hard to come by. And he's been brilliant for us as well. He's been absolutely excellent. Really good, really good coach. Knows his stuff. Top guy. He's a total asset to, to, to along with four of us. But um, it's gone all right so far. But um, I think our main challenge is a four and a five will, will come next season then. But me and Gaz get on better now we're not playing together, that's for sure. <laughs> Very true. Well, Kirky, just, just, as you, just as you say that, Drew, I'll come to you for this one. You've obviously now worked with uh, Kirk and Gary um, as players. How do they compare as coaches? And do you think you've seen a, a sort of change in them over that time? I think they've adapted very well. I mean, to be perfectly honest, any manager or any coach is just a frustrated football player at the sides. And they were just... Uh, they're, they've really adapted really well considering um, the, the, the amount of time that they've played football. Yes, we have, they have their ups and downs at the sidelines. I think Gaz and, and Kirky obviously like to have ch- chats with the referees and linesmen and things like that. But uh, no, in, in general, I think they've done really well considering it. it's very difficult to adjust, uh, especially if you've played for such a long time. Uh, and it, it is, as difficult to turn around 
because you, you want to be able to go out and play football and, and just sometimes your, your, your body isn't is fat enough to do it. And uh, to be perfectly honest, I've been there. I'm, I'm slightly older. I'm only a couple of years older than the rest of them. <laughs> so, uh, so I know what I know what it's like. Uh, and but it's they've done really well. I must admit, they've done really well. And how do your ears cope with Kirkin one ear and Gary the other? Um, well, I think guys, guys who stand likes to stand out next to him off. So, and uh, I'm in the, in the dugout hiding. So. And Kirky will jump back and forth between everybody, you know what I mean? So it's he's like I can't get out on the on the in the dugout on the line. So no, they've both done really well. And, and they're a valuable asset to to the gaffer. Ultimately, that's what we're all there to turn around and, and help him as much as we can. And um that's that's your that's your job. I'll come to Gary for this one. Is there anything that you've experienced playing under Moth that you've now taken into your, your own coaching style? I'll then pass that one to, to Kirky as well. He's just, to be fair, I just played. Uh, I've obviously just been finishing playing, but I think the gaffer and Kirky are very, very alike. So it's not just the gaffer I've been learning off, I've been learning off Kirky, uh, to be honest. I think when the gaffer first went into Rossville, I was, well, I was always going, but I decided to finish playing at Rob Roy. It didn't work out that way. If I hadn't scored a hat-trick against Hurlford, I would have been away that day. <laughs> um, I spoke to Kirky that night, and but going into Rossville and watching how they both work together, they just bounce off each other. And I think that's helped me just realise how I want to be as a coach, um, how to speak to boys and how to get your ideas across to boys so they buy into it. Because if boys don't enjoy it, they're not going to buy into it. But I think I can speak on behalf of the players that's, and say they'll enjoy your training. It's as simple as that. It's all related, game-related stuff. It's not We don't just do drills for the sake of doing drills. We, we try to relate it to a Saturday and who we're going to be playing. And I think Kirky must sit up on YouTube till like four in the morning and just watch drills and... He's got a book. Honestly, you should see this book, man. <laughs> I'll get a body help one day. Throw that throw that same same question to Kirky as well. Um, in terms of changing over the gaffer, it's listen, I'll be honest, I was very lucky under underneath the gaffer that I played. I think I know the actual stats because it's in my book, as guys says, but I was very lucky that. I just came in and bounced off them. Um, it's quite a, again, it's just it's a bit of a unique situation. Um, we just bounced off each other. He put me straight. I wasn't in the team when he came in, when he came back because when he came in, so I was taking the team. Um, and we just got on. Listen, like every player and manager, will have their ding dongs. I've I've had my fair few, um, and I had a fair few of the gaffer. What I will say is what I've taken into playing under him, and then we come on to his backroom staff is. He's absolutely brilliant at calming situations down. And I think a lot of managers go into a situation and it's all guns blazing. He's very good at taking a step back, relaxing. Um, I'm not so good at that. I'm still learning uh, that I want to go in 100 miles an hour. So, um, dare I say it, what I've learned from him is is probably just to be a bit calm. Listen, at the side of the park, I, I just can't do it. I've said that in public. I don't go and watch a game and and think who's looking at me and what I'm like. Um, that's just me, and that's not going to change. But I appreciate I need to cover it at times. It's just 
just what a will to win. Um, the mistakes that the gaffers made underneath me probably the main man is no playing me. Because he's won a league title and won a promotion two seasons in a row, so who am I to judge him? But um, I would probably just say that. I've just I've learned that how to be a bit of calmness um, from underneath him and in, in, in certain situations where you think right, you want to go here, but no, just be calm. And he's, he's, he's absolutely excellent at that, to be fair to him. Well, uh, I'll stick with you, Kirky, for this one. Well, Owen asked about the player data information that you've, you've received so far. Um, have you had to have any conversation with players who are not living up to the results expected through training? Or have you yeah. seen players who have had their stats above what you've been expecting? No, no to be fair, to be fair, the, the player data stuff is, a, is, a, is an evolving project. It's, it's, they're, a new, they're a new company as well, and we're a, we're a new client, so we're getting to used to it used to it as well so and I think I've made an interview a couple of weeks ago with you that it's, we had some teething problems at the start with it, but now probably the last four weeks of the season I think the five is to agree it's, it's a brilliant tool I mean it is it's top notch it's um, I think players at, at the first put that thing on and, they, and they're going oh I've got that on we need to try and create an environment where they're going into the park and they don't know that that's on um, the numbers that they, they put out at the start I generally didn't think they were that bad. But then when you see them putting in numbers at Holford away, Bemberg um, away, Rossville away, um, Bemberg at home, the numbers were, you know, some guys were running 10 or 11k. I'm not telling you who, but some guys were running 10 or 11k. I think, you know, the team was going up collectively 7 to 10k, um, individual people with training. Um, and you know, obviously the fans don't get to see the insight the data that we do, but you don't need to be a rocket scientist to look at our team in the last four weeks of the season, bar the, the two midweek games that were obviously results-wise weren't great, that guys were looking fit, um, guys were putting in big numbers, um, and it's a great tool. Obviously Gary's used it as a player, so he might have a different view of it, but for me, you know, it's been brilliant, and it's going to be really important pre-season, that tool, because of the break that the players have had, and what we're going to use it on and, and, and they're developing the, the pod to be even better as well. They'll, they'll bring in sort of live data when you can see a player actually stats during the game. So it's been excellent so far, really good. Danny, from, from your point as a player, how have you found it? No, it's, it's been very good. Um, I think as soon as you put that wee pod on, your mindset is, I need to do more straight with it. Even realising you're going to run more, running harder, just because you know people have got to see these stats, the coaching staff have got to see them. Um, well, apart from me, my, my stats were always low because I don't do much, but <laughs> it's um, the stats are brilliant and we used them We used them very well towards the end of the season with like Nicky Little, who you can see how tired he was going by his stats because we know where he should be. So we gave him the night off training, just small things like that, uh, just to try and get the, the feeling back in the legs and get the tiredness away and it does help and as Kirky says pre-season it'll be huge because the boys are having a big layoff so they are so when they come back the first day we see them with the pods on it'll give us an indication of who's been working hard and who's not been In terms of, of, of stats there's probably one man that we should come to and that's Drew um, <laughs> 
in terms of a lot of, a lot of fans will have seen your, your black binder at the, at the side of the park. Can you give us a wee insight into the sort of level of, of prep that you do with analysis and, and set pieces, etc.? Um, well, well, it's one of the ones where the gaffer's quite keen on on uh, defending corners because ultimately, first and foremost, the gaffer hates losing goals, hates losing games, and we haven't been a, a defender initially. That was one thing that he did do when we came in at Rossville. We've probably never ever done before. Was we we done the we done the defensive set pieces um, so that. Um, we would try to minimise the amount of goals that we lost. So each person has a certain individual job. Depending on the team, that then varies on week to week. So the gaffer, generally, when we were at Rossville, and it was really because Gaz and Kirk were playing there, um, generally the gaffer and I would touch base on a Friday night. We would get through everything with regards to what we're doing on the Saturday. If there was bits and pieces, we still had question marks. We would confirm them up some of it and then we would sleep on the other things and then make the final decisions more or less prior to the game. So I would turn around and try kind of figure out the best positions for each person. We took that on board. We took that with us to climb bank. We've done exactly the same thing. We've enhanced that a wee bit with, with, with offensive corners where we, we've, we've tried to do two or three different things. And I don't really want to say too much, but um, I don't want to give too much away. But everybody's got certain jobs. Um, I've got to try and think on my feet when uh, before the game, who's who's playing and whatever. And then it, it, sometimes you have to man manage it actually when you make substitutes, which can be a bit difficult depending on whether they're a left foot or right foot or their height, good in the air, their height, whatever they might be. So uh, it is testing, but it, it's it's very enjoyable because it's it's good when if something comes off from a, a set piece that you've worked on and you've spent a lot of time on, then that you need the benefits from it. And I think the gaffer would, is probably, when we were at Rossville, I think we maybe maybe 10 or 12 goals from it. And I think at Clyde Bank, I think it's probably maybe in the same region as well. So it's, it's it, maybe that could be the difference between a point and three points. I want to pick up on, on something you said there. You, you were talking about that that sort of man management element to it. Gary, is that something that you found most difficult between going from a player to a coach? Uh, no, not really. Um, I think I'm quite good with the players. So I've always, every club I've been at, I've had a good relationship with players and um, away fans always hate me, but everybody, <laughs> it's just the type of boy I am, I think. Even coming into changing rooms, um, players who I've played against have always said the same, or oh, I didn't think I'd like you, but that's just, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a winner on the bat. Uh, I do what I do to win games, and that's just me. But as the man management is, I'm still close with players. I feel like me and Kirk are quite the, the bind between the manager and the players. If the players want to know something, they'll probably try and come through us first. Or saves the gaffer getting all the headaches constantly. If me, Kirk and Drew can deal with it, um, it saves it going straight to the gaffer first. So, no, I, I quite enjoy that part of it because, as I say, I was, well, I was still playing. I just, I'm integrating across fully now, so 
that's still a good a, a role for me to have, I think. And Kiki, what's the, the hardest part been for you in sort of making that adjustment? It's no playing. It's <laughs> simple as that. Um, probably, uh, my intention was to obviously play out the season at, at, at Rossby when we up to the, the tyre, but, you know, they'll just say in the book, you just don't know what football brings, you know. Um, probably initially when the first when the gaffer came and asked me to climb back, and I thought, brilliant, I'll be playing. <laughs> and that quickly, quickly uh, went uh, up the swanee, so to speak. So, to be honest with you, it probably helped me because I think if I, if it was during the season, uh, if it was sorry, if during the break, and then you've got that prolonged period of getting not having any football, and then going into a coaching role after playing, I think that'd been harder. I'd sort of left Rossville, I think it was a Saturday, we played Rob Roy, and I was in taking training on Tuesday at Clybank, so I didn't really have any gaps, so to speak, I, I get right into it. Um, you know, the gaffer was quite open when I was having talks coming in, that, that he wanted me just to go and hands-on take training. He's He's been brilliant with me that way, he knows what I'm like, I need to coach a certain way, I need to, I need to, I like to demand off myself the way I coach put up the boys, and he's, he's never once thought, no, I need you to do this, I need you to do that, if you come in, he just let me go, so... That transition has made it really easy. You know, I remember speaking to guys before I came in and said, I don't know if I could come in and do this because I, I'm so used to playing. Um, and guys was just like, I don't so ridiculous. But it was probably, a, now it was an easier transition, but thinking back then, it, it was tough. But the one thing that I haven't done is that I've not changed my preparation as a coach to a game. I've always done the same preparation on a Friday night and a Saturday one a game. I've not changed that. Um, I think probably the biggest thing for me is you think about it, well, if it's possible, you can think about the game anymore that I try and do, but I think about it even more because preparation is absolutely key in our jobs because, you know, when me and Gaz were playing, we, we had an influence in the changing room and a influence in the management, but we also had an influence in the park because we were playing. That's now gone for me and Gaz, um, albeit I'm still chatting for a deal for next season. Um, <laughs> that's gone, so I need to make sure that my job is preparation on Tuesday and Thursday and a Saturday that, the guys don't have any excuses to come back on. So preparation has been... It's, it, the gaffer's big on it anyway, but I think that's the biggest thing that I've had that, you know, self-analyse as well that I've always done as a player. So that's the biggest thing. But I'm a with guys. The transition has been quite smooth um, over. And that's a credit to the squad as well. Just welcome in. The committee and all that. The committee have been brilliant. You know, Caskey, Tracy, Grace, uh, Grace's husband, Magnus, Stevie, all of them, Stuart, they've been brilliant, welcome you in as well. That's a massive thing as well, where you came in, you feel comfortable and you can go and do your work without that. And then obviously they get to know you as well, um, getting to know how much you're even lunatic you are. So, and the squad's been brilliant, sort of getting to know you as well. Same with Gaza, I, I like that relationship with players, I think that's key. Um, so, yeah, it's, um, it's been excellent in that way. Uh, well, I'll come to Gary now. Um, this one's from Gordon, and he's asked about Andy Patterson, um, given next season is his, is his testimonial year for what are the plans? Um, well, <laughs> the plans for Andy is he's got another year's deal, so I'm assuming, well, spoken to him, Andy wants to play, simple as that. So he'll be coming back pre-season. I know what we Andy's like. He's a model pro. Young boys should actually look up to him and what he's achieved at Claybank. Um, so he'll be coming in pre-season pushing Burno Burno will be pushing him they both complement each other so they do if one's out the other one's supporting them it's as simple as that it's the type of boys they are so uh, on his testimonial year I'm assuming there is chats happening about it 
Uh, I wasn't privy to them, but there is things in motion. But the only thing, as I said to the club, the club can't deal with it. It needs to be um, somebody out with the club. So if one of the fans wants to get on board with organising things, I'm sure, because we tried, I was, when I was at Annan, we had a boy the same, and the club couldn't do anything for him. You had to get your own committee and organise it yourself. So, But I'm sure there'll be a lot of boys that would want to see Andy get what he deserves for the time he's given Clay Bank. And that doesn't finish this year because he's still here next year. Um, he's still got a lot to give. That's a, that's a reassuring one for Gordon there. Uh, this is now a question I'll, I'll throw open to you, to you all. Um, if you could sign one player from football history to play for Clay Bank with money being no object, which who would it be and why would it be? Um, that's from Eddie. So I'll come to you first, Drew, for that one. Uh, actually, probably one that I would probably would come to mind would probably be Paul Gascoigne, purely because he's magical with the ball and can win any game. I, I, I watched these documentary on uh, Amazon Prime film about him the other, the other day. And I, and I thought it was, I thought it was, it was so, so endearing. Um, and I, I just think he's he's a magician in the park, and I, I think he would complement a, a Clyde Bank team, no problem at all. Kirk, it. Do you need to ask me? <laughs> uh, I would obviously go uh, Lampard, Frank Lampard. Um, easy, easy answer for me. No even question. Don't get it wrong. Um, Rangers daft, but yeah, Lampard just always followed him, love him, like he's absolutely class, class professional, worked away from training as well, he's got a brilliant reputation, there's number eight, Rangers fan, played with Chelsea, uh, Lampard all day for me. Like a dog in midfield? The dog is, uh, believe it or not, the dog is coming, I, uh, in lockdown, um, <coughs> just, as you do in lockdown, you buy a dog, so I've, uh, <laughs> I've bought a, I've bought a red. I'd seen it. I was on the phone to guys that I'll eat So I bought a red, uh, a red fox lab. Um, so I collect them. Believe it or not, it was actually born in the eighth of April there. Um, so I collect them from Liverpool round about. Well, probably when lockdown's finished, probably about the tenth of June. Um, and uh, yeah, so the bankies have uh, got a new fan. And my mum's probably already kicking them out with a, a strip with eight Lampard in the back. Um, but yeah, so. <laughs> and, uh, and I'm, that's what I'm calling him. I'm actually calling him Lampard. So uh, the fans will see him soon. He might even be playing. <laughs> and finally, Gary, if you if you could um, pick anyone, who would it be? Brian Loudrop. When I was younger, I was well. When I could run, I was a winger. So I always used to look at wingers, and he was just just he was he was a magician as well, and he's just unbelievable. Um, so he was my hero growing up, and. He's the one that would get the fans definitely flocking back. Uh, well, we'll move on to Scott McLaughlin's question, and that's quite a, a controversial one. I'm, I'm already already nervous. Uh, it's on the topic of referees. Kirk, I know you're passionate <laughs> on this Who can take that one? <laughs> <laughs> I know Kirk, Kirk's got an idea on this one, so if there was something that you could do like, to be seen... Um, to help with the relationships between uh, management and officials, what would, what would that be? Uh, 
I don't know if I'm the right person to be speaking about referees, to be honest with you. I think that might be a, a tactical question, David. Um, listen, I'm no angel to say the part with referees, right? And, and I never will be. It's as simple as that. They've got a horrendous job. But I, I think, I was speaking to you earlier, David, or during the week, I would actually like to see the junior FA or the rest of Scotland League set up and have, say, two and three induction days a season where they, it's voluntary. They invite managers in from all the leagues, invite them into Hamden and have an open day with them. And whether that's going over what the referees are doing training-wise, whether they're looking at video analysis, or it's first and foremost starting to build relationships, referees already have an opinion on players and managers and clubs before they blow the whistle for the start of the game. That's a fact. And players and managers and coaches and supporters have an opinion of referees before their ball's kicked as well, right? So for me to, 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 to help mould that, you need to start building relationships because let's be honest, the way myself at times speak to referees is, 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 not, is not good, it's not great, um, but also the way that they conduct themselves isn't great either. So I think that if you invited in managers um, and started building relationships and a bit of respect between supporters, fans, managers and the hierarchy and that, you know, whether they've got the kahunas to go and do that, I, I don't know, because they might think, well, oh, that will just be a, a a day out for managers to go and basically put the boot in, but I don't see it, you know, I was saying to David the other, the other day that, you know, let's say, for instance, there's a, a scenario that goes against you and you go into that volunteer day and you see the same scenario in the video analysis, you know, a manager could say, well, in that game you decided that, but on that you decided, you know, another decision, so... Managers understand this. There's no doubt that there's got to be something done about the referees because they're no great, um, let's be honest. And it's and there's got to be also be something done with respect to the side of the park. Um, so I think that's one way of doing it. Listen, whether we listen to Kirk Forbes or Kai Bank, I'm pretty sure that'll be a no, but I think, I think that is generally a route that I would go down to start building sort of relationships there rather than this sort of opinion of a referee or a player or a club when, before a ball's kicked. And... Um, I think it's something to look at, but whether they do it or not, it's a, another thing. I, I tell you right now, if it was, I'd, I'd, I wouldn't be getting an invite anyway, that's for sure. <laughs> and that's a topic that we'll, we'll park for the moment, Kirky. <laughs> uh, we'll move on to the academy, because I know that's something that, that quite a lot of people have asked. Um, Gary, I'll, I'll come to you uh, for this one. How big a role um, do you see the academy playing in, in the future of, of the club? It's massive. Um just to give the players a pathway into senior football and we've actually been quite lucky at Claybank because we've came in and well the 19s are excellent so we've built a good relationship up with the coaching staff there and then once we got into the West of Scotland League um, they've now applied to get another 20 league which is for Claybank is huge if we're um bringing an injured player back they can go and play in that league with the 20s on a Friday night which it helps us bring injured players back a lot quicker because they'll be able to get some game time in the dynamics between it all we've got a group chat between the first team management and the 19s management which we pause constant on Paul gives a break <coughs> I'm only kidding he's no but Paul's very passionate and that's that can only be good for Clay Bank. Um, 
going forward, we're trying to build links. Paul was just in the chat today about building links with amateur team and things like that. So, aye, it's the future at Claybanks really good. Okay, I know that's something that you've seen firsthand. I know you've taken a, a couple of sessions and, and played with the 19 as well. Yeah, as Gas says, we built a brilliant relationship between you know John, Scott, uh, Kyle, and um, and Paul. You know they've welcomed us into the session. So I've taken, I think, taken a couple of sessions. I think um, brilliant. The boys are excellent. Um, I think it must be a, a good seven or eight players this season from that squad who have either trained with us on a regular basis and played this season. You know, you got Ocean, Dylan, Adam, Cami, Tino. Um, Ben Cameron came in done really well so it's not as if we're just going there and taking sessions and then they're not getting a chance you know um, they might not be playing as many minutes as they'd like when they come in but just even for that experience being around the boys and being around the gaffer and see how he operates as a manager do you know what I mean um, Paul and Scott have been brilliant in terms of availability you know times that they've maybe got a game on a Friday night and a Saturday and we look to bring in players and they're like no no that's fine take it um, but even Paul and Scott gave him a debut a couple of weeks ago I played in a I mean, I went before lockdown, I played in a friendly for them, and it was, no, honestly, it was really good playing in, in a friendly home park with them and get to see their, their attributes. You know, Paul let me took the team talk at, at half time and explain a couple of things in terms of to improve and all that. So it's been excellent. And I think, you know, we've all went to games this season and watched them. And I think, um, Gaz said at the QA, I think we've only missed maybe one, one or two games between us. You know, Gaz went up to Dundee, Scottish Cup tie. Unfortunately, didn't go, but you know, made the effort, drove up there. So we'll continue to, uh, to, to back them as they, they back us. They're going into a really exciting league in under 20 every Friday night, I, I believe. You know, so I'm pretty sure we'll be there as well. I think the good thing about the under 20s league is our first team guys, um, I think guys might correct me on this, is they're allowed to play six times a season in that team. You know, so if they're coming back with injury or we can't arrange a friendly or they need game time, you know. That's excellent. Not to say that you know we would be telling Scott and Paul listen, they're playing it by a case of he needs game time. They are. Um, yeah, I mean, we've built a really good relationship uh, with Paul and Scott. Excellent. Uh, this is a question for all of you, actually. Um, I'll come to you uh, first, Drew. Um, what's been the highlight of the season? Has there been a standout game for you, a standout moment after you joined? Uh, I think what's when obviously the gaffer approached me to come in and I could see the enthusiasm and his, his passion when, when he first spoke to me and I just said yes right away. Um, I, I, as Kirky touched on it earlier, the committee and the fans and, and everybody have, have welcomed us so, so well and it's been brilliant. For me, the highlight, uh, probably the, the best game of probably football that we've actually played at home was probably the Glen Glencairn game. And we actually really, really scored some crack goals. Goals that we worked on at training, the the, the passing movements and, and things like that. And I just thought that it was good against one of my old clubs as well. But um, uh, it was just a, a certain things that we'd done in training that week. And it just it just came it came right in the whole the whole 90 minutes. And uh, for me that was probably one of the highlights. Guys, same question. Um, probably the first game, down, although it wasn't really our team, the first game down at Glen Afton, where me and Drew were in the stand and the gaffer helped Higgy out, um, the fans just, I felt they just took to us straight away. 
they were so welcoming and for that to come into a new club that was just a really good feeling it settled any nerves and things like that it was just a special feeling and the boys got a good win that day so it was good just coming in as newbies that the fans took to us and Kirky yourself uh, highlight the season for me it's probably my first game was a bit of a look in the Scottish actually um, just I think I'd take training Tuesday, Thursday and then obviously Scottish Cups uh, the turnout was, was brilliant um, after the game they were the, the, the sort of players entrance greeting all the players after it was, it was a really good performance as well scored some cracking goals I think that's probably when I walked away and thought Wow, this is this is brilliant. Um, I think I was at Still Game live that night, um, yeah. and I got I got a photo sent to me by the gaffer and guys with a, a dog, and they were in back at supporters club with my uncle Dukes and my mum and that, and I was just like supporters going back and thinking. Yeah. So as I said I think I've publicly said before it's a bit naive to me that I didn't realise how big it was, but um, I'll probably say my my first game in the following week after that I was at my first home game at to come up. And um, it was brilliant. It was honestly, it was absolutely excellent. But Kaluk Scottish Cup so far, so far. That then sort of shoehorns nicely into the, the next question we've got for you, Paul Lukaku. What would you say makes Clybank unique? <sighs> Good question. Um, I would probably say, I'm going to be a bit of a cliche, but I'd probably say everything, to be honest with you, and that's no just entertaining people with a, a correct answer, that's everything. The committee are absolutely top class. Um, brilliant. I mean, honestly, every one of them. Um, so professional. Um, the setup when it's finished with the stand and the, the hospitality and the, the home changing rooms and the park alone, second to none. Um, you know, we want to get a team that rep rep replicates that off the park. But I think for me, when I first came in, I, you know, it's starting to get in no management because the fans are so passionate. You know, fans support Pollock and Rangers or Celtic and, you know, Benver or something like that. You know, we've got fans that just support Clyde Bank. And I think that's the most unique thing. Um, and I quickly got that. I quickly got that unique, that how passionate they are. You know, I would probably say the, the favourite thing about being a banker is, is, being at, is, is not playing, but is being at the side and listening to them celebrate goals. Um, I always remember the... The, the meadow game when we played and we won 2-0 and unfortunately the game was stopped for a, a really horrific injury um, and it was a good half an hour break and I think about two minutes after that Hepi Hepi scored to make it 1-0 and Nicky Little scored and I'll never forget even it was just Oven Meadow at home the, the roar that day for the two goals I still watch it back um, so for me I don't remember half the goals because I'm away celebrating down the touchline. Um, but for me, it, it, I love that roar. That's why. That's that, That's why I love it. To be honest with you, that passion that they've got, and you can really feel that. Um, it's absolutely brilliant. And scoring goals at Clyde Bank at home, team behind you, and the team are playing well, and they deserve the accolades as they well as they have done this season. At certain times, is uh, it's that's unique for me. Uh, guys, looking forward to next season. Um, obviously, we don't quite know when that's going to be just yet um, but obviously everyone's moving into the, the new West of Scotland League is that something that's exciting for you guys? Oh definitely um, it's never been a secret that's been Clyde Banks aim when me and the gaffer went in for our interview um, 
I just tagged along, by the way. I wasn't meant to go, but I just did. <laughs> um, we went in, and Grace and Caskey and Tracy, they just, they just ooze class. And we'd, we spoke about where we seen Clydebank going and um, the gaffer played there, so he knows where the fans want to be. And that's been back a senior team. And next season, we'll back be a senior team. But for me, that's... We don't stop at that. We go, we we see Clyde Bank as a massive, massive club, and which they are. And we feel that they deserve to be back in the leagues. And we hopefully put a team on the park that will take us there. And I guess, Drew, that then means that all the sort of preparation and, and discussions just sort of goes towards pre-season whenever that can, that can actually happen. Definitely. Well, Sorry, Drew. Well, well, we've already started, obviously, the discussions with regards to pre-seasons has, has, has been ongoing already. We've already had a couple of, a couple of chats and meetings with regards to what players we would like to bring in, the squad, etc., dates with regards to friendlies, etc., and things like that. We had a, a Zoom chat, the management had a Zoom chat on, on Saturday with regards to taking it to that stage further, obviously. Everything's a wee bit kind of unknown with regards to the lockdown. It looks possibly maybe mid-June that we can maybe get, get going again. If we get going in mid-June, then it'll be all systems go. Kirk and, and I have already, we've been in discussions. We've we've been keeping our social distancing where we'll be doing some bits and pieces at Vicky Park. So the, there's a number of runs and things like that that we've, we've all measured and, and all timed. So... Um, he's the guinea pig. Obviously, I would expect everybody in the squad to beat him. So, uh, but as I say, as uh, no, it, it's getting there. It's getting there, and, and we've all been well prepared. We've all been well prepared. And finally, Kirky, have you got a sort of a, a, a message to, to the fans so far for, for their support this season, and, and obviously over the over the, the summer break? Um, well, listen, just they've been brilliant so far since we've come in. Absolutely brilliant. Um, we they are probably itching at the bit to be back as we all are. Um, they have been crying out to go back senior for as long as, as I can remember. Um, and we are going to need them next year. That is no doubt about it. Um, we need them at home park. We need them away. Um, season tickets and stuff like that when we know what league we're in and stuff. Um, and I'm sure they will. I'm sure fans that maybe haven't been there the last couple of seasons because it's not senior, then I, they come back and I'm, I'm hoping that the we can repay that faith with an exciting an exciting team in the park and then that they want to enjoy and, and talk about because we know how much is important it is um, and the players will need to take that on as well as well the players that are there just now and the players that that we will bring in they need to take that responsibility on that and it's no it's Clyburn are now back senior that's a really big step for the club they're part of they're, the squad from next year are part of a a new sort of journey in Clybank's history, so to speak, they need to take that on board. That it's not just we all need to take it on board. It's not just turning up and playing for Clybank. You're playing for you know an institution. You're playing for a community, and um, I mean they need to know what it's all about. And um, I'm sure the fans will appreciate that as long as they see a team giving 100 percent week in week out, regardless of circumstances, regarding where we're playing, um, then I think they'll be proud of it. Um, and you know. Rest assured that the five of us are, are sort of building a team towards um, giving them a bit of success back that they're badly craving. 
Well, I think that's a, a nice place to wrap up for this evening. I want to thank all of you uh, for joining me tonight. Um, sure, thanks to everyone who tuned in or, or asked a question. Hopefully we managed to get around just about everyone. Um, just leave us to, to say thanks and we'll, we'll see, you, see you soon, hopefully. Thanks very much, David. Cheers. Thanks, 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 guys. Cheers. Cheers.